What is up, family? This is Greg Danyan, your host, one of the hosts of Sets and Reps Special Edition Nerd Splurge. This is number two. Remember, Nerd Splurge is the companion, if you will, to my Sets and Reps main podcast. So if you're a fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, he's got like 2,500 episodes, something like that. But he also has the MMA Fight Companion, which he's got 90-something episodes for. So this is similar to that. It We talk about completely different topics. Obviously, we don't stray very far from the comic book, superhero, pop culture, movie uh topics and we love to talk about that stuff me and my friend josh we've known each other since first grade and uh so we're you know we're going to be doing this every five episodes um and they're going to be shorter more digestible uh, more mainstream if you will for some of you guys that may not enjoy the comic book and superhero genre as much as we do but we want to spread the love because we we're so very passionate about it um, today's episode, we kind of got together and we talked about some comic book trivia. We, we asked each other questions. We had little discussions based on those questions afterward. So you're going to get to hear that. Um, want to apologize for the background. Still a work in progress. <laughs> uh, looking like a, looking like a maintenance closet or something like that. We got my punching bag in the back. We have the speed bag on the ground. We have the unused computer equipment and my dope uh, freezer in the background. The, I think you can see a clothing hamper too. Awesome stuff. We still are very glad to have the video version of the podcast now. That's going to be a thing going forward. But also want to just remind you guys that this is not what the setup is going to be. We're going to come up with something cool. Hopefully long-term, it's going to be a legitimate studio where I can have a little table set up and I can look at my guests in the eye, have them sit with me, and I can read their soul and find what makes them tick and all that fun stuff. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a really good time. But I'm excited to have this episode for you guys. Also, want to let you know that all the episodes that come out from here on out, we're going to have one episode each week for two weeks in a row. So one episode one week, one episode the next week, and then a week completely off. I'm doing that because I'm in the middle of school right now. I've got my clinical rotations for physical therapy assistant. That's going to take a lot of my time up. So this next month, I have a lot of podcasts lined up. I'm going to try to shoot through a whole bunch, record them, have them in the library, and then drop them for you guys in that way. Again, one episode, one week, one episode the next week, and then one week completely off. Okay, that's the way it's going to be for now. Um, I hope everyone's okay with that and just kind of bearing with me in my journey through school while maintaining this side hustle, this side passion of a podcast that I've developed. I want to give a huge shout out to the graphic artist who made that sweet podcast cover. Uh, his username is David Technicolor on Instagram. I think you should go check him out. And if you're watching this on YouTube now, the logo for my gregarious YouTube channel, again, the hub for all of my content, the Sets and Reps podcast, this Nerd Splurge special edition, and all the other videos I'm going to post, 
all on that YouTube. He did the logo too. Um, so leave a like, subscribe, and head on over to the Spotify, Sets and Reps on Spotify, and make sure you're following me there. And then also the podcast is on Audible, Amazon Music too, Apple Podcasts, my Instagram, Gdanian, uh, G-G-D-A-N-I-A-N, all of us there. You can follow it, find me. Um, but again, I just really appreciate you stopping by, viewing, listening, however you're consuming this. Uh, it's really great to have you. So I'm going to skedaddle on out of here and let you enjoy the episode. Peace. I think we're going to start with trivia. That's a good idea. Do some uh, some comic book trivia for all our comic, comic book. Yep. General comic book. And there's some other questions in here that are not all comic book related, but general nerd stuff. This is nerd splurge. Nerd Splurge, so, indeed. That's the name of the game. Why don't you start us off with number one? Let's see what I got. All right, bro. This is uh, I'm I'm throwing you an easy one here. Okay. Who is considered to be the first conventional comic book superhero? Batman, Superman, Captain America, the Human Torch, or Howard the Duck? I'm going to go with Superman. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, if you look... So I'm kind of a, a comic book history nerd. I think it's really cool to see how comic books have evolved over the years. And if you look into it at all, there are people who will like argue that there were superheroes in comics before Superman. Um, mostly that's folks like maybe Buck Rogers or like Tarzan, I'd say. Um, kind of mm. like spotty superheroes but superman's often considered to be like the the kind of the epitome of what a superhero is like like our modern consensus of what a superhero is like absolutely that and nothing beats that iconic action yeah. comics cover i mean probably one of the well-recognized mm -hmm. covers and uh here's a, a bit of a harder bonus question for you bro in what year did his first comic come out 1929 1934 1938, 1942, or 2006? <clears throat> um, let me see. 1938 was an option, and so was 1942. Yep. I think 1942. Actually, no, Wrong. actually it was 1938. Oh, that was that. Damn, that was a uh, that was a gut. Yeah, I, it's, I crossed my gut there. Yeah, that's and it's it's kind of a, a it's definitely a hard one because like comics first started becoming popular during or superhero comics anyways first started com becoming popular during World War II. So yeah, I it, thought 1942 was like when it was starting, but 1938 must have been closer to the beginning. Yeah, because 1942 is when America really got into the war. But um, so I, I yeah I see where you why you think that. Uh, but yeah, Superman, his first comic actually came out in 1938, though his first, like, the conceptions of him started back in the 20s, actually. But it wasn't until the late 30s that they actually finalized who he was supposed to be and published the comic. I see. What do you got for me, bro? All right. So what color was the Hulk when he was originally introduced? 
Red, green, purple, or gray? I want to go with gray? Yep, definitely. And we saw that a little bit. They paid homage to that in the uh, – was definitely Iron Man – no, it was Civil War, if I believe, right? Captain America Civil War. When the giant Hulk Buster Iron Man suit came out. And uh, when Hulk was in that scene, I remember watching some kind of bonus feature or behind the scenes where they said that they were going to make that version of the Hulk green at that point. Remember when he's going crazy and he almost yeah. destroys the city? At that point, I don't remember what city it was. Um, but, the, but he was, he was green in that, but the makers of the movie said that they were going to make him gray, like make him go gray to pay homage to that part, but they changed their mind, I guess. That would be a kind of a cool Easter egg. I can understand why they wouldn't do it, um, for that scene, but I kind of wish they'd included it somewhere. Like, that's just like kind of a cool Easter egg for, you know, people who like comics and like, oh yeah. Cause the Hulk was originally gray. Do you know why they changed his color? Um, from gray to green? Yeah. I don't know. I always know that, you know, they made him green. I always thought that was because of gamma radiation being related to the color of green. I don't know. Because hmm. um, his character gets... Yeah exposed to gamma radiation as you know and yeah others know but it's pretty interesting i don't know why he was originally but like this is the thing about comics i i love to to look at to just see how these characters evolve over the years and uh, especially between different writers so they're, they're like legends like think about like how robin hood evolves and like how like there are so many different versions of robin hood like there's so many different versions of these characters yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of says something about the culture, um, depending on like the era that you're looking at a hero. It, it will tell you something about the culture, depending on how that, that hero acts. Yeah. All right. I have another question for you. All right. Um, you ready? I'm ready. Take your best so which, shot. Which Marvel movie features a climactic one-man dance-off to the song Ooh, Child by the Five Stair Steps. Iron Man, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, or Iron Man 2? Want to say <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. I definitely didn't sing it right there. I know if I heard it, I'd be able to recognize it. But I know it's from that movie. And I know that movie liked to have a lot of songs from that era mm. play. That was one of its strengths, maybe, that yeah. people would people would say. That was just, like, such an interesting, like, twist for the writers to put in. Because they, they were, whole time, they were promoting this, like, what, 80s vibe of music. And then for them to actually, like, incorporate it into, like, the fight in a way that made, like, canonical sense was really cool just like a, a neat little twist that they did yeah exactly that's pretty good the writers the writers of marvel are pretty decent yeah they got some good stuff 
Uh, I got another one for you, bro. You ready for this one? Yeah. What is the name of Tony Stark's butler? Steve Rogers, Alfred Pennyworth, Edwin Jarvis, Friday, or Clark Kent? I'm going to go with Edwin Jarvis. And you would be right, my friend. Played by Paul Bettany in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really good actor. Now, is that the guy who plays like the Vision version or the one in Peggy Carter? Who... Ah, uh, the Vision version. Okay, so I know they I'm, have. They actually have like Edwin Jarvis, in like who's like Howard Stark's butler. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't in Agents of Shield, was he? No, he's in uh, Peggy Carter, which is like the like startup of Shield. Okay. All that right. was interesting. Uh, interesting take. I think originally Edwin Jarvis was Howard Stark's butler, then Tony Stark's butler. But then uh, kind of when they retconned Iron Man because uh, essentially World War II got too far away from the present, uh, they had to change how the butler worked. Yeah. Do you remember what issue they made him? What was he? What point did, what, did he become like an AI I don't remember. You I don't know. know this. I don't know the Marvel eras as well as the DC ones, but yeah. I guess it would have to have been sometime in like the the more modern era of comics. I know, uh, like DC had a big retcon between the Golden Era and the Silver Era, where they were like, they they changed from like having characters who were like had fought in World War Two to having like their mainstream characters be like too young to have fought in world war two, but they're old, like their parents had fought. And I think Marvel did something similar. Oh, okay. they, they, they moved from having it be canon that the heroes themselves were in world war two to, it was like the hero's parents were in world war two or like in captain America's case, he went on ice. Huh? Got you. That's an interesting era. I don't know if I've explored definitely not with Marvel, but. Well, I think it's hard because I think DC. a lot of that was before. Well, I know at least Captain America was before Marvel. Oh, I've definitely, I've actually, I've definitely read uh, the original Avengers comic, the original uh, Fantastic Four comic, and Amazing Spider-Man comic for sure. Yeah, I read the amazing, the original Amazing Spider-Man. Those ones are really good. I need to look into some of the original Avengers ones. Those seem seem very interesting. Can you hear that? On can you hear something on your end? Never mind. No, a little bit of static. Right. So, you got one for me, or do you want me to go? Uh, you go. We can go back and forth. That's what I was thinking. So, what is the best-selling comic book of all time? Uh, Superman number seventy-five, Amazing Spider-Man number five eighty-three. Batman number 428 or X-Men number one. That is a tough This is one. a tough one, yeah. Can uh can you read me those options again? Sure. Yeah, Superman number 75, Amazing Spider-Man 583, Batman 428, or X-Men 1. I think I've only ever read one of these. 
I probably only read the Amazing Spider-Man 583. Yeah, that's sure. kind of where I'm leaning. Is it is it Amazing Spider-Man 583? No, it is not. X-Men 1. How how is X-Men 1 the most widely sell, sold comic? It says here that X-Men 1 Volume 2 sold over 8.1 million copies, making it the best-selling comic book of all time. <laughs> wow. I, it's I'll, pretty good, not going to lie, but... I just, I'm kind of thrown off because, like, I wouldn't think that a number one comic would be the best-selling comic because I feel like it wouldn't be popular if it's the first one. Maybe it was just so groundbreaking. Um, Maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, the the X-Men definitely do an interesting idea with kind of taking these... Uh, it's kind of like it forms a family out of these misfits, and you kind of see a bit of the personal life of the X-Men as much as their, like, heroics, which is definitely an interesting take. Absolutely. Yeah. The movies were okay. They The, the ratio of good movies to bad movies in the X-Men franchise is unfortunately, like, I would say, like, I don't know how many there are in total. Is there like eight in total? Nine? And like four or five of them are good? I mean, they, did, they do hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. But from like an like a, a critical like point of view, they're, yeah, a lot of them aren't that great. But you gotta love the characters. Like they, especially the early ones, they do a really good job with the characters. And uh, Hugh Jackman's performance of Wolverine is like yeah. Mm, phenomenal unmatched i think yeah and I patrick stewart and uh ian mckellen as uh professor x and magneto respectively like they just do such a good job i know they're bringing them to the marvel universe but because they were with sony before mm. but we'll see how they manage that and i hope it's pretty good yeah i don't know i kind of not gonna lie i kind of liked having the x-men separate from the regular mcu just because i felt like bringing the two together would kind of be like maybe too much um just kind of too chaotic where i liked like the idea of having the x-men by themselves it was like you had this world where the x gene was creating superheroes versus this world where the x gene is just one possible way of creating superheroes um like uh, something yeah. that I kind of noticed with comic books a lot lately is they're just kind of making a ton of superheroes and they're using either like the X gene and Marvel or the metagene in DC. And it kind of, it's kind of one of those scenarios where like if everyone's special, nobody is. Okay. Where I feel like they're almost making too many superheroes and they really ought to like dial it back and kind of reinforce that it's really only a few select people who have these powers. And it's kind of this the struggle that they have uh, yeah i mean we'll see how they do it i know that they've been kind of on the back burner i mean this dark phoenix movie i haven't seen it that was the most recent one that they came out with i've just heard bad things about it and if they can freshen it up and bring us the characters that we like and maybe hopefully some of the actors that we like i think they could do a pretty good job We'll see. I mean, I'm, I have big hopes for the Fantastic Four uh, remake as well. I know that they're coming out with both of those. So, is this a third remake? Yeah, third remake. Wow. That, the second one was nothing to write home about, but it was no. 
it was fun to watch it a couple parts it had good parts of it i liked the actors for it not gonna lie yeah but the the storyline was was rather subpar i mean it was a fine till about like halfway through it and then they just seemed like everything was cut yeah rushed and all right, bro. I got I got another another question for you. We're gonna what you got? we're gonna switch over to DC here. Who was the first Green Lantern? Like the first one to be chronologically like the first one to be written. Sorry, like in in real lifetime, first one to be written. Mm. John Stewart, Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, Alan Scott, or Stephen Strange. I'm going to go with Alan Scott. You are correct, my friend. Stephen Strange. Completely different character. Yeah, completely different. Not uh, Doctor Strange, though. Different character. No, Stephen Strange is Doctor Strange, yeah. Wait, isn't there a character in DC named Stephen Strange? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. I threw that option in thinking of the, the Doctor Strange kind of as a, a red herring. But I'm kind of... Well, I mean, there is a strange, there is a strange, Mr. Oh, Hugo kind of, Strange, Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange, yeah. Yeah, he's a villain. Bad. Yeah. Boy, yeah, that was I'm, tough to remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad you got that. I thought Hal, Hal Jordan might uh, trip you up because he's often thought to be the first Green Lantern. And he is kind of the first, like, modern Green Lantern, one that we think of. But the first one to actually be written was Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott paved the way, if anything. Yeah, definitely. They uh, ret- they kind of did some retcons where Alan Scott isn't ki- isn't like the same kind of Green Lantern as Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart and the others, but he's still like he he was the first idea of he was that first idea of you know someone who can just like make a construct out of anything. Yeah, exactly. So. It's funny because the next question I have for you was a DC question also. Okay, I'm ready for this one. What full-size dinosaur does Batman keep in the Batcave? A Triceratops, Raptor, Brontosaurus, or Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh, this one's iconic. This one's the T-Rex, the Tyrannosaurus. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's huge and it's green. It's I don't just know like, much else about it. Yeah, I, I at one point I quickly looked up where it came from, but I forgot honestly. But like, it's in so many like movies or comics. You just you see the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you're like, "Yep, that's the Batcave." Iconic. Why would yeah. the Batcave not have that? Absolutely. I right, bro, I got a I got a bit of a meta one for you. Which comic book writer is known as the king of comics? Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Bob Kane, Jerry Siegel, or Walt Disney? Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you repeat those one time for me. All right. Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Bob Kane, Jerry Siegel, or Walt Disney? Uh, I'm going to say Jerry Sigil. Actually, no. Mm. So, do you what want was me, it? 
It's uh, Jack Kirby. Yeah. So Jerry Sigel is probably one of the first writers of comic books. He He's the guy who invented Superman along with Joe Schuster. Yeah. Jerry Sigel wrote him. Joe Schuster drew him. But okay. Jack Kirby is known as the king of comics just because of his large contributions to both Marvel and DC. He created a huge list of characters, which I have a bonus question for you about. Um, uh, he also created Fourth World DC Comics, which is like Darkseid, Orion, the whole New Genesis apocalypse. Okay. He helped to write Thor and uh, like Captain America, and like so he partnered with Stanley for a bunch of different comics. Uh, there's a uh, there's one Fantastic Four comic where they're brought before God, and they represent God as Jack Kirby. Like that's the the physical form that God takes in Marvel comics. That's funny. That's too good. That's awesome. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. So yeah, he's known as uh, Jack the King. Jack, Jack the, King. the King. Jack the King Kirby. All right. So uh, I got a bonus question for you if you're up for it. Sure. So which of these characters did Jack Kirby not help to create? It's a pretty long list, but uh. Ant-Man, Darkseid, Galactus, Human Torch, Iron Man, Mr. Miracle, or Star-Lord? I'm going to go with Star-Lord. That is correct. Star-Lord was a bit too late for Jack Kirby. Big money. But all the others he helped. Ant-Man, Captain America, uh... Galactus, Human Torch, Iron Man, those were definitely uh, early on in comics and pretty much any superhero that you list uh, who's early on in comics who's part of DC or Marvel uh, Jack Kirby had a hand in creating pretty much, not all of them and then Darkseid and Mr. Miracle they're from Fourth World um, Apocalypse and New Genesis respectively Uh, anything Fourth World was Jack Kirby okay Fourth world. We'll have to look into that more because beyond the characters, I haven't. Yeah, read, I get, uh, a lot of comics based in that. Yeah, I was looking it up. Universe. I guess it actually started as um, a concept for Marvel. So in Marvel, they have Thor and the Asgardians as the old gods, and um, somewhere along the comic timeline, Ragnarok happens, and a lot of the gods die. And Jack Kirby originally had planned out of Ragnarok to produce Fourth World, which would be the new gods. But he moved over to DC before that happened. And so he took that idea of Fourth World and brought it to DC. And I guess the the opening panel of Fourth World is one of the closing panels of the Thor Ragnarok series. Like it's the exact same. Oh, wow. And uh, yet yeah, Jack Kirby just uh, used the idea of the whole new Genesis apocalypse and it became part of DC and fourth world itself didn't really last all that long as a comic book series, but the, the characters and the, the story got a lot of headway as, because it, I mean, it created dark side. Who's like the biggest justice. One of the League baddest villain. villains ever. Yeah. So cool. And uh, even the inspiration for Thanos. Who's yeah. The, yeah, the big Marvel villain. Yeah, Darkseid probably came first. Oh yeah, he definitely did. They like Thanos was a, a 
actually a ripoff of Darkseid. <laughs> if you look up uh, his backstory at all. Yeah, comic book ripoffs are interesting. Yeah, it happens. To say the least. It happens quite a bit. My favorite is Deathstroke and Deadpool. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty similar. Because they're both named. They both have the last name Wilson. <laughs> Literally, Slade is such a badass name, and then Wade is like. I always thought Wade was more of a goofy mm. name, just rhyming with Slade. Now, who's the who's the ripoff there though? I would say, I would say Deadpool. So I'm That's... pretty. I'm pretty sure it was dead. Uh, I gotta look this up now. Who came first? I want to say Deadpool egg. came first, but. Uh... I remember Slade Wilson being around from the Teen Titans show. Actually, I think you you're right. I think Deathstroke came first. Deathstroke first appeared in 1980. Deadpool first appeared in 1991. There we go. Wow. Man, I thought, I really thought, uh, I really thought Deadpool came first. So normally, normally there's this pattern where DC comes up with an idea that's like, has potential, but they don't really flush it out well. And then Marvel comes along and they rip it off, but they do it better. And uh, I thought this was one of the cases where that did not happen, but I was apparently wrong. That's funny. Yeah. Welcome to the comic book industry. Yeah, I got a whole rant about that, but uh, we don't need to get into that now. No. Do you uh, do you have any Teen Titans comics? Uh, or have you read any? I started one, but I don't think I've ever actually finished a Teen Titan comic. I'm kind of intrigued on them, but they're not really like uh, a favorite of mine, to be honest. I'm not opposed to reading them, just uh, I'd rather read Justice League. I know there's a few popular ones. There's the Judas Contract. Yep. Um, which I've seen around. I just haven't picked it up to read it. I know there's the Death of the Teen Titans. Yeah, I'm, I need to get into some of those. I know they're they revamped revamped them a lot since the '80s when they originally came out. But it'd be cool to read some of the original comics because that's also where you first see Dick Grayson become Nightwing. I want to say is in the Teen Titans because that's when the his transformation happens. There's a death in the there's a death of the family Teen Titans, but I don't think there's a death of teen titans my dad's here hi so, greg's dad uh do you got any more questions for me no i think that's it for trivia questions i got one more for you if you you're up for it sure yeah this go one's for one it. of Shoot my it. favorite uh you might have heard this one from me before but for all the listeners besides captain america who is the only character in all of comics to have wielded both Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer at the same time. Thor, Black Panther, Vision, 
Beta Ray Bill or Superman? Uh, definitely Superman. Yes, you are correct. That is actually that was a comic. Superman. That was a comic I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, yes. Who wouldn't? That's one of my favorites. But it, it it's my favorite fact that the only other character in comics to have used Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer at the same time is a DC character. And it's actually one of the best comics because uh, Captain America, essentially, he stays behind to do the, the tactical for the battle. And so he gives Superman his shield. And uh, while in the fight, uh, Thor starts to go down and Superman needs to get into the, the stronghold. So Thor throws him his hammer and Superman faces off against the bat, big bad with Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good read. If you like some epic uh, fights and some, you know, iconic action mechanic scenes, uh, that's a good one for you. The JLA Avengers comics. The art for that was crazy too. Mm. I gotta give those another read. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd say that's it for trivia. We got a few good questions and we were able to have a good discussion about them. I want to make it so that we have videos like that every once in a while. We just do trivia questions and then spark up a conversation based on those questions. Yeah, I think we got some some good conversation off those questions. Trivia is just like good conversation starter. Absolutely. They're facts. Essentially, yeah. Facts can be knowable and you can collect facts, Mm. put them in your bag. Put them in a little. Put them in a little wallet. Yeah. Carry them around. No. Now, now you guys know something you didn't an hour ago. I don't know how useful it will yeah. be for you in your life, but uh, you can but always. You're gonna get more of it. Yep. Every five episodes. <laughs> Nerd splurge. I was kind of thinking we should change the name to Nerd Bites. Ah, uh, but Nerd Splurge rhymes is the thing. It does. Well, near there rhyme, anyways. All right, Josh. All right, Greg. what? Uh, Nothing. Uh, I was thinking like nerd nibbles, but that's, you got to be a real nerd in order (laughs) to get that joke. Nerd nibbles. Kind of sounds like nerd nipples. That would be another good one. Well, you... you, Free the nerd nipple. You you were talking... You better edit this out, but you were talking about nerd bites and... uh, in computer science, a byte is eight bits, and uh, a nibble is four bits. Oh, word! That's so nerd. Anyways, that's uh, good. Nerd nibbles. Maybe that's uh, an idea. If you like it, this is me just showing off my my big nerd status right here. But uh, all right, nerd nibbles. Nerd nibbles. Nerd nipples. I kind of like it. We'll see how it rolls. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too, bro. It was a pleasure as always.